What you wearing? Tight pants, huh? You like the way they grip you, right? Crazy. Because you used to wear those loose pants like it was the early 90s. But you got to stay relevant if you want strangers to follow you on the Instagram. What was that? Of course, I'm wearing tight pants. Where did I get them? (laughs) Duh. The tight pants store. It's the only store online where you can buy such drip that will make you remain relevant in your favorite stranger's DMs. It's drip, right? That's what I'm supposed to say, drip. Okay. If you make a purchase of $50 or more and use our promo code TALKINBUDS, that's talking without the G, BUDS with an S on the end, you can save up to 3.14159265359% on your order. That's basically the circumference of a circle you have saved right there. Again, use our promo code TALKINBUDS, talking without the G, BUDS with an S, at the Tight Pants Store online. You're like, we're talking about a book. You're like, it's not going to be controversial. Oh, and I start the recording device and I'm like, God damn it, Stephanie. It's going to be Where the hell were you on January 6th? I don't know. I don't know. All right, this is Talking Buddies, a podcast in a world full of podcasts. This is your host, Eddie Hutch, and I'm here today with... Stephanie. All right. And Stephanie... What the hell's going on? What is this big old brick you've got sitting here on the table? Where are we at? What's taking place? This this brick, it is very interesting. It's called the Southern Book Club's Guide to Slaying Vampires. But it's not like your Twilight book. It is not like your Twilight book at all. Or your Southern Baking Women. And Do you think this book passed the Bechdel test? Yeah. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. I definitely feel like this book passes the Bechdel test. Now, one thing just kind of right out the gate, I think we can all agree on, is that the main character's husband, Carter, is a piece of shit. He's an I, asshole. Oh, he is such a di- I literally was just the entire time of reading, I'm like, oh, I, all right, so you, all right, let's be honest. We gotta have, we gotta we have some honesty here. You read the book. Uh, I cheated and audiobooked it earlier this spring. <laughs> and so, now, how did you come across how did you come across the novel? I came across it in a Facebook group. People were recommending it. It's probably a book talk book as well. But everyone said Southern Book Club's guy just playing vampires. So I was like, shit, I hate vampires. I need to get in on this but book But I need club. it because why the hell not? I found, I found out about, all right, so the author is Grady Hendrix. I found out about him from listening to another podcast, which is, you know, bizarre podcast talking about another podcast. But it was last podcast on the left over the winter holiday. They interviewed Grady Hendrix. Two of the guys interviewed him. And, like, he was going through his books and, like, his personal life stuff. And I was just like, I was like, this guy's funny. And he, like, he's comedic and he writes horror. I'm like, I got to give these books a try. I mean, the cover is also pretty aesthetically pleasing. Oh, totally. Peaches with, with big old vampire puncture marks Love on them. Love it. All right, so you just finished it. It's fresh in your mind here. Yeah. So fresh. Max uh, what part grossed you out the most of it? Now, before we jump in, we need to go ahead and let the audience know, spoiler alert, oh, we're going to definitely be spilling the beans about most oh, yeah. subjects. You you know, we can't beat around the bush about it. So There were a couple pages where I was like, this is just so bizarre, but it just, it worked. And it just gave me the heebie-jeebies. And it's not your traditional vampire oh, novel at all. I feel there was a scene about a cockroach. But I think the biggest scene that threw me out of, like, what is going on 
Or the rats. Do you remember oh, the rats? Because they have dominion like, over ver varmints. Yeah. Grandma and, and, and the rats and the caretaker. What was the grandma's name? Miss? Oh, Mary. Miss Mary. Miss Mary. She was like psychotic in a sense. It reminded, yeah, it reminded me of um, in Dracula when, God, I can't recall if it's from the novel or if it's, in, or if it's just from the film, but uses the dominion over varmints, you know, lower creatures to go after, I think Renfield is like, is, Renfield was like a familiar character to Dracula. Yeah. Now what's interesting is that Patricia in the book becomes the Renfield yes. by default you to James Harris. And that's what like, mm -hmm. I was, oh my God. It's so, I love the way too, like, did you read the intro? Did it have an intro where, uh, let's open this prologue. up. Maybe the prologue yeah. where, yeah. It will be there, some of it will others, but they will drift with it. They will swim in it. They will drown in it. Yeah. I forgot about the intro. So the prologue had me, I was like, that was the mm. part that made me, like, I, my ha hair stood up on end. I didn't actually get into it until about 30, 40 pages in. I know you yeah. reached out to me, and I was like, I don't know. I'm just trying. You're like, I'm giving oh. it a try. And then there was one page, and I can't find it. And it was just some bizarre line. I was like, I'm hooked. This is it. I'm not reading. Was and it I when her ear got nibbled down. off by the neighborly? <laughs> no. <laughs> when the, just like, like, let me go take out my trash. or Oh, I got to help the neighbor the, lady. Yeah. I'm the next nurse. And, and the neighbor like lady's like. Feminine mm. products laying on the ground. Like, that enough. Like, let's go get our gloves on or, like, get a tetanus shot or something. Like, what are we doing? And then here's this old lady behind her house in the dark. Just eating on a raccoon or possum. Casual. And so then I'm not casual gonna, meal. I'm not going to walk away or anything. I'm going to stay back there. And then she just. No, I'm not going to call 911. No. Gonna... We're in the suburbs. We have a nice little neighborhood. She's oh. just a nice old lady who likes to snack on a raccoon every now and then. Uh, how'd you feel about the, uh, the book club members? Oh. At first, because there were a okay. few of them, like they were quirky. So at first, I didn't love them. I was like, this is going nowhere. Who are these people? They're not really memorable. But then, like one kitty. Kitty is married to horse. Yeah. Like, what is up with that? And then Pony is the son. I go, we got some problems here. Um, is, is Kitty the one who gets sick at the end? Because James... Yeah, that, that was basically gifts her which that, like, vampire HIV. Yeah, and so that tripped me too. But we can come back to that. I just the, the, the book I, club in itself. I felt like just we didn't get super in depth with the character development. I felt like in this book, but it was just enough of a glimpse. I felt like we got a lot of Patricia. We got Patricia, and then the other people were like were slowly circled Slick in. Slick and Kitty, like, I felt closest to. Because Slick is was Slick the one. Leland. And Kitty, Kitty and Horse, they were the one in hard times, right? Or they were in an element of hard times. I guess you know what we got to throw out here. Where are we at? We're drinking some great coffee here. We're at. Right. We're at like scenic, scenic route bakery in East Village. Just hanging out here downtown. Enjoying the nice breeze it's on this perfect summer out. day. Perfect out. Yes. But yeah, I so just. So we had Slick Kitty. Mary Ellen. Mary Ellen. And Grace. Grace. And Miss Green, if I recall, that was the maid. Yep, so she was the cleaning lady who lived in Six Mile, so that was yeah. the... Which like, is their version. That made me think of Detroit's yeah. Eight Mile, but like in the South. Yeah, so it was the poverty-stricken development outside of town where all the book club ladies lived. Um, but she became such a major character and part of God. the entire storyline. When that little girl goes dis like disappears... And they're out there at Six Mile, and the mom, yes. the mom is like, 
what was, yeah, and like just, and I mean, it was crazy because when she does eventually find James in the white van with the little yeah. kid and the proboscis, but it's such an Ooh. untraditional vampire story. No, well, or the fact that like he clearly could see her, but he has no, like, do you think he has a recollection? Because there were multiple moments where he saw her when he was in that state. But he does not. He never, knows. never got brought he up. He suspects it. But does he suspect it because someone told him? Or, like, does he have any recollection of it? What do you think? I wonder. I wonder if there was, like, something it off. It was always there. Like, if maybe he, like, really wasn't, like. Because we, we'll always take a character or villain and we will humanize them. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll give them, like, feeling thoughts, like the shark from Jaws or the, yeah. you know, the, the alien hunter from Predator. We'll, like, give them a humanization mm-hmm. aspect. But the reality is it could just be an animal that, like, camouflages itself as a person. So it looks like it's... Because, yeah. I mean, the fact he took over the book club, and then my favorite is he takes over the book club, yeah. and then he's having everybody read Tom Clancy. He's oh, having everybody yeah, yeah, read yeah. Tom Clancy books, and Tom Clancy books are, like political thrillers yeah. and I'm they're like and literally but the thing though with all Tom Clancy books is I'm like I enjoy the fact that they're not there there is a political thriller aspect to it like it does require like it, it you know realistic political thriller but man there's far too much machismo and there's far too many acronyms in every novel it's like CIA FBI <laughs> MIA OCP like and then everybody's like well you have to understand when you are a marine you have certain values that are inalienable that you'll never let go it was just he took over the book club and not only did he take over the book club but then the men joined all the the men and then it failed the Bechtel test yeah right out the gate for sure I just James seemed like the guy next door but where did he even come from? Like, was he even related to that lady? I think that he wasn't. I think it was a circumstance. I, I literally, to me, felt like he was like some sort of like predator in a in a food yeah. chain, and he just literally would inherit people. Because if I recall correctly, he was a character from the past mm-hmm. who basically had. Done, and I mean, always the same thing. The town always ends up going into ruin when he gets yeah. involved. And there's a bizarre, almost systematic aspect of like prejudice, poverty, misogyny that yeah. all plays into effect anytime he gets involved. Because the fact that like the book club went to usurp him the first time mm-hmm. and all the fucking husbands took it, just a big old shit on it and stopped it. And I was like, Patricia, no. Patricia. Carter sucks. Divorce him. Not worth it. Now, I don't, I hate to jump ahead, but at some point we're going to have to have you read Final Girl Support Group, which is also a Grady Hendrix book. You know what a Final Girl is? It's like the, in all the slasher films, it's the girl, the last female character to survive. She's usually always being pursued or like somehow system like through a series of events ends up being the one who doesn't get yeah. killed even though it seems like she's always on the precipice and it's like a Grady Hendrix wrote a book where it's like a support group of all these final that. final girls oh I found it in one of those um, book like little book shelves public ones oh, where people could swap library. books well the ones well, that like they'll have on the, the side streets I can't think libraries. what they call it yeah, yeah no. and I was like I was out for a run and I'm like oh I should grab it but I was like super sweating and I'm like this book will be destroyed if I take it back with me like I'll get back and it'll be waterlogged by the time I get back All the sweat is drenched that's exactly what's taking place yeah. I mean you saw me after coming back here from Moffat <laughs> Lake I'm still soggy right now 
It's a nice warm day out here in Iowa. And I am, I'm, and yeah, and I'm thriving 100%. Somebody inside's like, uh, you spill something on your shorts? And I'm like, yes, the Sweat. contents of my body. <laughs> the contents of my body moisture all over myself. I'm yeah. looking around like, oh, is anybody listening to my gross, sweaty conversation? No, everyone's left us probably because we're they're talking like, right now. They're like, what the f- what the frank are they doing over there? Staying outside, drinking hot coffee on a 90 degree and, day. And talking about books. Where do we even begin with Blue? He, I feel like he needs to be part of the SS. Yeah, I was like, is somebody talking with his guidance counselor at all about his strange obsession his with obsession the Third Reich? With, yeah, the Third Reich, not, just Nazis in general. And how old is he? He's he very in, he's young. He's in grade school, right? Yeah. And it, it seemed kind of right out the gate, too, that he was like, if you've ever read or audiobook Stephen King's Apt Pupil. I have not. Great story. It's like one of Stephen King's, like, non, like, like linear, or I shouldn't say linear. It's like, a, it's an older novel, and it's, uh, there's no element of supernatural okay. to it. But it's about, like, a kid in high school who, like, becomes obsessed with, mm-hmm. like, the concepts and the politics of the Third Reich, and then discovers that his neighbor is actually like a, a Nazi who huh. escaped, came to America, and, and re, basically re, rewrote his entire like background, took on a fake identity, has been living in oh, secret. Wow. So then he slowly starts like extorting the guy to tell him stuff, and, and it just spirals out of control. And I was like, Blue! Blue. I'm like, that's Blue. And, I, and Blue needs to, and the parents need to talk with the, need to talk with his uh, guidance counselor I feel like this. Patty like tried to address it lightly, but Carter would always Carter stop it. So, so then, much. like, it just pulls you, it full circle, I feel like. Like, Blue is obsessed with Nazis and the third break and, like... And not in, like, a healthy, I'm going to teach no, this to kids when I grow up. It's not like the historical component. I'm going to be no. a history professor. I want a master's in this and make zero bucks. I am infatuated with the idea of controlling people. And it's yeah. just, I feel like that defines Carter's relationship with Patty. Yeah. Very much so in a non... How'd you feel that when James started like hanging out with him? Mm. I was like, dude, that kid's gonna have a proboscis coming out of his mouth. We now, now we gotta have the conversation yeah. about the proboscis. The fact that it was like it, an insect. It would, it would just come out of his lower jaw. Like a, it made me think of like a butterfly or a moth. Yeah. And it like, like, or a, a hatching. I don't even. Uh, a mosquito mm. almost. Mm. It was so gross. I would just try to visualize it. I think I just visualize it as a giant like like it made me think of like a spider leg coming out of his mouth and I just thought of a really straight like your canine tooth just like times a million magnification just popping out of his bottom jaw Ugh. it creeps I just it was disgusting and no the, and the, all the black matter and like just the blood and his back and how it would the muscles would spasm he was it, it's a different concept for vampires oh yeah because what's crazy is there were a few things from the like traditional lore, mm-hmm. the dominion over like smaller creatures. Yeah. Um, the glamour aspect of it existed, but not in an, like the traditional sense. It was more like his way of just getting people, like just talking people into doing shit well, for him. Well, and it just kind of gave me like, like Patricia opened a checking to, account. They, yeah, they compared it to when you're his oh, subject. When, yeah, when you're being fed upon. Yeah, it's that like was ecstasy. that was disgusting. And so like, it's like I heroin. When, yeah, and I remember when Patty first became his victim, or if we even want to call her a victim. Um, it hurt 
but then she was just taken over. It was like an orgasmic effect on her body. You just were addicted. Because remember her daughter, you started Corey nibbling on her daughter, and was, I was I was like, mm. I remember when she opened that door, I read that sentence. I think I was at work. She's writhing on the bed, yes. and I'm like, oh, nothing like catching your kid. Oh. Masturbating. Pretty much. And then Blue. Uh, sorry, folks, this is going to be an explicit episode, I guess. And then Blue we can't help down it. down the hallway, and it's like, everyone's butt ass naked, and here's your sister in here bleeding with her genitalia and everything hanging out with, oh, here's James, your BFF, like 40 year old neighbor. Oh, it was. And then the fact that when the victims get, like, released or, or they're no longer being fed upon, mm -hmm. they start becoming suicidal because. Just like a withdrawal, yeah. I'm like they all end up killing themselves because like they can't deal with the fact of like, uh, like, like the DTs of it. What was it? One of the nine-year-olds in Six Miles wrapped his neck with Hung floss. Himself. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. This book, this book was crazy. Yeah. It was good. It was crazy. There though. were so many like it didn't go into great depth in certain areas, but it brought up a lot of important um, revelations or topics that I feel like could go into greater depth or something to be aware of like in six mile when that girl went missing and patty came over in the van she was in there but then the girl was there when the cops went in the house yeah and so the cops took her because they were like he sucked her blood or whatever and so they investigated the doctor in the morning and carter you know was like yeah i'll get you some help and then the girl was taken in by dhs because they're like there's drugs in her system it's your boyfriend and i felt like that brought up a good political point of just how different poverty levels and different race races get treated in situations like this. Socio, like, yeah, yeah. Socio, socioeconomic yeah. aspect of it, because it's like literally this book was like checking all, like literally punching every like feminist contention people have had, yeah. <laughs> misogyny against yeah. women, inequality of mm -hmm. like people in different socioeconomic structures, yeah. and then just the way everybody treated, like they just all oh, they downplay it kind of thing. And but and what's crazy too is like I was thinking about the fact James Harris shows up with nothing to his name, mm -mm. apparently he has super sick. dollars in cash, and he's dead. He is dead when she finds him. Yeah. But it's okay. Hey, I just met you. I'm pretty sure you were dead because I was a nurse, so I think I should know how to check a pulse. But let me give you three thousand dollars to open up a bank account because I trust you. Like. And somehow just turns that around and becomes big dick swinging. Like in their community. Would you give $3,000 to a random stranger to open up a bank account? Without no. an ID, but also what bank doesn't need an ID to open a bank account? Apparently a bank in that community. Well, they also did- to the South, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my God. They also played off the fact they were like, like the good old boy culture kind yes. of thing. I was like, I'm like, I get it, but we should probably make sure this guy isn't, you know, like a criminal in some yeah. capacity. And that this isn't laundered money. I feel like if a guy showed me like a duffel bag with seventy thousand dollars in it, I would show myself the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what am I getting connected to? Like, sure. Would I like a like handful of that? A hundred percent. But like, think of all the things you could buy for your cats. Oh my gosh, they would have their catnip own for cat days. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, kids, you have to go to your cat room now. Yes. I just this book covered so much, and it was so bizarre, but it was. Perfect. It was bizarre. Like, because even there were, like you would talk about, there were moments where, like, it looked, like, even the fact that when they're about ready, like, you think the shit's going to hit the fan, we're going to have a big throwdown, and then it kind of fizzles out, and the next thing you realize, like, it's, you know, fast forward to the future, like, 
you know, Patty's basically kind of been kneecapped out and she's not really the person she used to be. Yeah. And no one listens to her. And, like, they kind of have, like, sort of put her in the corner as, like, oh, she had a midlife crisis kind of deal. And stuff's just trucking along in the same way that apparently always has in the past every time James Harris pops back into the yeah. community. And James is at the forefront of everything. James is the idol of the neighborhood. Um, what I thought was interesting was Patty's growth in relationship with not only Slick, but Miss Green is yeah. present at mm -hmm. the end of the book. Um, because it's not like we knew who Slick really was in depth at the beginning. And I remember when Patty went into the house. Who did she talk to? Was it Kitty or was it Slick? Do you recall? Because Miss Green and her went into the house, his house. Oh. And then somebody, you think, this is it. James going to get... Slick was, I think, going to go with her. But and then Slick called James. And let him know. And she hid upstairs in the attic oh, with the body of the yes, one gal. Francine. And, oh my God. But you just think... Okay, and he's walking around the house and she's like hiding, hidden in a bunch of lumpy spiders clothes. Spiders and that, roaches. That was disgusting and unsettling to but listen to. You think something's going to happen. And I didn't really... I don't read vampire books. So I didn't really know what to think about going into this. Like, how is this book going to end? Like, what is that going to look like? Because clearly, like, how are you going to convince people who made you suicidal... That hey, not I he's forgot not a, she did try to kill herself too. He's not too. a drug dealer. He's a vampire. And he's not a pedophile. <laughs> he's just a vampire. He's just a, like yeah. How do you convince? Like I feel like it's easier to convince someone that they're a drug dealer and a pedophile versus a vampire. And so I was like, okay, well let's see. And then slick. So, but then why does she go back? How do we keep trusting these women? And in the end. Oh yeah. Give, yeah. The ending was great because then it was like. The throw down they have with him. Yeah. And if what they do, they end up stabbing him in the, the back. Spine. And, and yeah. like, like sticking him like like he's like caught. But then he starts laughing like at it's, them like he's gonna get back. He's and then, immortal. And then they chop him up into pieces. Oh my I just how do you stuff the pieces into like five a five women do this. And clean it all up after. But good news, we have spots already in the crematorium and we'll just put him in that. But like, the way that ended, where it was like you could hear like a like a writhing on the other side oh, of the on the other side chills. of like the crypt, I was like, ooh, he's trying to put himself back together. Yeah. Well, and that's what he was doing. So I guess based on their research, one of those things worked. Why didn't they try garlic? I don't know. Maybe that doesn't work. <laughs> but they just stabbed him in the back, and I guess breaking his spine was better than cutting off his arm. And he was because the old thing is you would take because so like vampires. And, and, and zombies all kind of hit, fit into a category called the undead. Yes. And this is like kind of a Bram Stoker. This is kind of the lore Bram Stoker pulled from like the commonplace at the time. Where like, not so much with the werewolf aspect, but mostly with the undead. Because werewolves mm -hmm. really weren't considered undead. They fit more in that skinwalker like transmutation mm -hmm. thing. The undead is like form of like people who die and then undeath is like yeah. worse than death. But like what you do is you have to basically cut the head off, yeah. turn the head around in the coffin, you stake the body down in the coffin so the body can't get up, the head's turned around so it can't reattach itself, and then you stuff the mouth with garlic because yeah. for some reason garlic. it's like the permanent way of keeping keeping never, them in a form of homeostasis they that they never can't. Tried garlic though. They at didn't all. though. There was no mention of garlic. Like stop inviting him into your house. Put a line of garlic at all your like windowsills. We're doors. having pasta night. <laughs> Add some five tablespoons of garlic. Just sitting there, just chopping cloves up nonstop. Yes. 
Um, we gotta make sure the red sauce is mm, <laughs> so bad that it makes your breath stink for a love month. Love it. He'll definitely want to get with Patty. Actually, he's like, I'm not allergic to garlic. It's just you guys' breath smells so bad that I don't <laughs> want to try to eat you. I just, the ending still has me up in the air. Like, we brought him to the crematorium. They what cut him up think? into little pieces. Yeah, so he's stuffed in, him in three, there. Three? Yeah. Three different burial plots. Um, do you think? I think he's his ashes can be put back together. Well, did he did truly they, burn? Did they try to? Did they? Did they emolt? Did they emolt like emolt him or like burn him up? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they did. Because I, I was trying to remember that. if they cut him up and then they just put the separate parts no. or if they. Because he was still moving. So I think they put him through. I don't know. To me, and then they had a plot. There's an aspect where, I, like, if with some of the un, the concept of the undead about being able to like be being reanimated to begin with, you're already dead. Like the idea of being able to be put back together. But I almost feel like emulsion is like sort of an end all be all. Ashes can be. I mean, they're particles. So if we want to get science. Science. In here. <laughs> so. So I like you said, what happened to him? I got him up in the air on it because, like, I, I like the like idea that I like the idea that he has an element of immortality to him, and they found a way to keep him in like a. It just seemed too stasis. simple. It seemed too simple for me. Like I was, I liked the ending. Like I loved this book. This is one of my top books this year. I've read. I loved it, but I felt like the ending was just too simple to to be it. And so I don't necessarily want Grady to write another book about it. But would I, I be, think he's done. Yeah, but I feel like James Harris is still there. I could see like an Easter egg, kind of like what Stephen King does where mm -hmm. he'll have character, he'll have like a character, they won't even have like a large part or be, you know, a major influencer, but he'll have characters show back up in other novels. I feel like Grady could write another book, or maybe he already has, I, this is the only book of his I've read, and there would be a picture of James Harris in the Southern Book Club. Somehow connected it. James Harris is like doing some sort of shady grift on something like James Harris Realty. Yeah. Or, I don't think he is Because weren't they going to do land development? Is they that what he K, got, horse? K-something. In the Six Mile area, it's, it's some development um, for realty. And all they had to do was just exchange their souls just yeah. to, just to get affluence. It's... I want to go back to the rats. Oh. Do you remember that scene? Dude, when the rats are gnawing down. Because they killed the... No. Did they kill the dog? The family dog? No. He was very severely injured. I'm surprised he wasn't dead because he was found. It sounded like he was dead. He survived and like lived a little bit because I think he was still in the like the present day. Uh, but like the, they were just the fingers off the grandma. They were just oozing in. I am pretty sure that's like oh, one of the descriptions. All the, all the, coming through the fence, like the a toilet. Because she went to the bathroom, Miss Green, the uh, caretaker, to. Get away. So she left Miss Mary out there because she couldn't get to Miss Mary and rat tag the dog. Rat tag, that was the name of the Weird dog. Name. I know, Different I loved minute. it too. I was like, that's a cute name for a dog. And I'm just like, what is going on? I still don't understand how that scene ended. And I don't think he described it. But then the <laughs> Carter, well, a rat, I'm just going to mansplain it to everyone real quick. And I'm yeah. like, thanks, Carter, for that. I appreciate we just didn't it. take our garbage out the last you know couple the, weeks. You know what's the best part of that book? Hmm. When she talks about that she divorced Carter at yes. the end. Patty and I are very close. I, I just, how do you explain all the rats? Like how does the entire family and all the friends not question that 
you not only had a rat infestation. I think people, the complacency of people. Like, but is that like suburbia? Like, they were oh. only like one of them was like a baker, but they were all like, let me bring you a pan of like lasagna every time you moved in, or you know, every. I feel like Grace and Mary Ellen were like the pie ladies. Is that like just some just? What does it mean to be a southern lady in suburbia, in like small town suburbia? I feel like that a rat infestation that they were coming out of everywhere, and your dog and your mother-in-law basically died. Your mother-in-law did die. Didn't he, she like lost an eye too. They said that because she didn't die right away. No. And they were keeping her stable at the hospital. Yeah. Because it was Carter's mom. Yes. It was and Carter's, Carter's mom. response to it, I was like, "Wow, what a great son." Yeah. God, he's such take a care of her. he's such a piece of shit. Yeah, he was literally. I I almost liked James Harris more than him. Just even though James Harris is he was a creepy in, child predator. That's how James Harris got all of them. God, you know who I like? I couldn't help it. But you know who I kept imagining? And this is awful. Hmm. I just kept seeing Jeffrey Epstein in my mind's eye. <laughs> I did not. The whole time I was just like, I just imagined everything is just Jeffrey Epstein, and like for James Harris. Yeah, See, the entire time. I pictured, oh, just like. I don't even know his name, but just a suave gentleman with like smooth hair. Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> no, I know that's not how I describe Jeffrey Epstein. Maybe we have different. And definitions. instead of the proboscis coming out of his mouth, it's his weirdly shaped penis coming out yeah. of his mouth. Oh. Sorry, folks. We tried to keep this PG today. I'm sorry. I couldn't. No guarantees here for Medi-Edge today. Like, I don't want a movie to come out of this. There's a TV show. Is there? There's going to be no. a TV show. I Because I, I had to reacquaint <laughs> myself with the some of the names, so I cheated and pulled TV? up the Wikipedia. Oh, and there's, I got a TV series. To the TV. I'm curious. I didn't see, I didn't look into that, like, who it's going to be So they have a map where. at the end of the book. Oh, they did have a map? Yeah. Well, you didn't read the book. <laughs> you listened to the book. That's true. I listened to the book. And they didn't go. And at the end of this book is a map. Isn't that crazy? Like, Patricia I just, Cotta. And so he lives right. He lives. This is not how I envisioned it. Because remember, he was coming over like every night and like eating Which with them. Makes sense. The and what was, Halloween I couldn't house. remember what this hall was. What was it used for? Because it was brought up near the end of the book. So it's Al Alhambra Hall. Do you remember? No. <laughs> No, because they were meeting at his house yeah, for the book club. Yeah, all the book clubs were at individuals' houses. God. I'm going to have to look that damn. up after this. But this. God, this is bizarre seeing a map of this. It's not how I envisioned it. And then I was like, wait, there was a harbor? I don't remember a harbor. I remember the body of water because they were always doing, like in the summer, they were always talking about they were doing a lot of outdoorsy stuff. I like the kids were traveled. looking for crawfish. and Yeah and stuff like that and I was like oh that's cute that that would be like a fun childhood to have in yeah. Louisiana would be like to be able to oh, do yeah, stuff like Louisiana. that fishing I forgot that wasn't it Louisiana it was one of the like Gulf South Carolina oh let's look at the map what does the map say we got great memory there I'm so good at remembering <laughs> stuff South Carolina Louisiana do you remember when Barack Obama was president mm. I sure do <laughs> a TV show a oh. telly a telly ooh, program ooh, ooh. but don't worry Somebody will somebody will dick it up real bad, and they'll drag yeah. it out episode by episode. That'll like takes. It'll be one of two things. It'll be greater. It'll take six seasons to conclude, and then by the second season, when they won't get renewed, they'll just wrap it up in the last five it episodes. Will have not related to the book at all, besides the character names. <laughs> like goes. the like the Archie like the Archie Netflix show. Sometimes I just let the cover speak to me. 
You'd like Final Girl Support Group because it's got like a chair, like an AA, like or like in a support meeting. Yeah. But then there's like blood running off I love of it. it. Peaches with blood. Peaches Let's with go blood. Chairs with blood. Chairs with blood. I'm very much drawn to a book by its cover. That's true. That's true. Sometimes that's, that be the that's why Jaws cover. was always my thing. I was like the I, like just the fact somebody's swimming and then there's a big, big mouth in the ocean. I'm like I don't like that. No. That upsets me. I gotta read it right now. Yes. All right, Stephanie. I appreciate you. Sit down shooting the shit with me here about Southern Book Club's Guide to Vampire Slaying. Again, we apologize for the spoiler alerts. Uh, do you have any pluggables you want to plug at all? Anything like that? No, <laughs> no, no. Thanks right. for having me. No problem. Well, we hope to have you back here on the podcast. And with that, I'll let you get back the rest of your day. I got to get over to my second gig here. It's going to be starting shortly. Don't want to be late for that. Again, this has been Talking Buddies, a podcast within a world full of podcasts. And remember, folks, behave consciously, drive safely, and always make thoughtful decisions. You can't throw me on the spot. <laughs>